0: Benjamin Mays and I'm Will Workman and
1: this is Caffeinated Country, your wake-up call to country music conversations.
0: Good morning and welcome to Caffeinated Country. We are excited this morning to uh, talk about the topic of tackling tough issues through country music, something that I feel like country music artists have been doing uh, really well. Man, if it sounds like I'm underwater this morning, it's because uh, in West Virginia, it's springtime, so allergies are in the air, and I'm just trying to breathe, you know? You ever get that, man?
1: No, I don't, I don't have allergies. My, my immune system is elite. So
0: wow.
1: I never have any complications with sicknesses wow. ever.
0: You lucked out. You lucked mm-hmm. out, man. I actually skipped uh, the coffee this morning and went straight for a Rain Energy Drink. Uh, this flavor is Mango Matic. It's pretty. It's pretty great. Three hundred milligrams of caffeine. So
1: that sounds intense.
0: It's it's a it's a party in your mouth. It really is.
1: Yeah, I the other day I had a Bang Energy Drink for the first yeah. time in my entire life. It felt oh, like my hand was jittering. <laughs> what like, flavor did you get? I don't even know, like Razzle Dazzle or something. It didn't, mm. it didn't have an actual flavor. It was just pink and blue, and said Skedaddle or something. I don't even remember Skedaddle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my favorite bang um, is uh, Key Lime Pie. It's one that they just came out with. It's pretty delicious.
1: Hmm. Well, I was so. gonna have to try it, but. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I if I
0: can't just wait till you're you are really sleepy and really need it, and then there you go. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we want to talk about tackling tough issues today. Um, I mean, what are what are your thoughts been on on the way country music handles tough issues that happen in the world?
1: Uh, well, I think that. Country music is one of the only genres that I know of that even attempts to tackle tough issues. Mm. Um, Sometimes, you know, you fall flat or you do get in trouble when people say that you are trying to monetize a tragedy or it's insensitive, you know, things like that. Um, Right. But as we've said on this show many times, country music is about real life and it's about Connecting with your audience. And I feel like uh, in country music, artists are just trying to heal themselves and the way that they know how to do that is through music. Um, Mm. And then I also feel like it's cathartic for the audience as well. I mean, to to have someone else wrap up your own emotions and put it into a song. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, Country music is, you know, one of the only genres that's willing to talk about these things. It's like Brad Paisley's This is Country Music. The first line is you're not supposed to say cancer in a song, but we do. Right. So I think Mm. that country music occupies a unique space where they are willing to talk about tragedy and to talk about things that other genres just don't mention or, or even wander into
0: yeah yeah it's so true yet it does kind of seem like in a lot of situations that country music has no borders um, especially in comparison to other genres and what their what their lyrics are about or what they sing about or the style that they do or the instrumentation Um, uh, it's country music is one of those things where if you have a guitar and you wrote a song people want to listen to it uh, especially if it's emotional and something that means a lot to you. Um, and yeah, I do. I think country music is so unique in that way and that there are so many emotional things that go on in people's lives and, um, you know, these deep rooted things like faith and family and, and, you know, tragedy and, and death and all these things that, you know, we deal with in this lifetime. Um, you know, country music artists, I think, are just very real in, um, you know, in, in bringing that to the table for the fans to see. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of, what's the first song that comes to your mind when you think of country music tackling tough issues?
1: Um, well, I, think, you know, I I would start out... On the maybe less severe and continue to to grow into, you know, like the most tragic things, Um, right? But one thing that that uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, the the Aver brothers, they said that um, Mm -hmm. every genre will sing about breakups, but Mm -hmm. it is like music is too afraid to sing about divorce. Um, but country music does tackle divorce. Um, right. Like sometimes in a more humorous way. With, right. That's what I was going to say. With give it away. You know, like, uh, George mm-hmm. Strait.
0: Um, yeah. Or go, going through the big D and don't mean Dallas or, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one? That's, uh, she got the gold mine. I got the shaft. Yep.
1: <laughs> Uh, so sometimes, you know, a great coping mechanism to tackle a tough issue is to is to try to find the humor in it. Um right. Or, you know, you have soul crushing songs like uh, Highway 20 Ride and Goodbye in Her Eyes. And mm-hmm. the Aver brothers have Divorce Separation Blues. Right. You know, just very odd. Every
0: other weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Every other weekend. Yeah. Just these, you know. I feel I definitely agree with the sentiment. It seems like every other song is about a breakup, but nobody Mm -hmm. ever wants to talk about divorce Um, because, you know, everybody can relate to breaking up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but a divorce is so much more involved. And like, you know, with every other weekend, there's usually kids and it can just get super messy. Um, So, you know, I would, I would start not saying that divorce is not a tragedy but, mm-hmm. you know, I would start there on the lower end of the spectrum of country music is willing to take breakups even a step further than anyone else.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, Highway 20 Ride is one of those that, I mean, it it might be the best written song that Zach Brown Man has ever done. Um, and I, I say that not because it's catchy or because it's, you know, a big hit or anything like that, but just because it's so emotional and so uh, just blunt and honest. And it's just him talking to his son about, you know, the choices that he's made in his life and having to take his, his son back and forth to his mom every other weekend. And um just talks about hating that drive and hating how far away his son is. And he says, you know, part of you might hate me, but son, please don't mistake me for a man that didn't care at all. And uh, it's, it's a tough thing to deal with, um, but especially dealing with it with kids, um, you know, it's just incredibly difficult, I'm sure. And so it's, it's pretty awesome that he was able to tackle that subject.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know you you have you have tragedies like that and then on a much much larger scale you have tragedies like 911 mm. and i think it's impossible to talk about tragedies in country music without talking about how country music dealt with with the 911 terrorist attacks Right. So Alan Jackson had the biggest hit of his career with Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning. Right. Then you had songs like Have You Forgotten, you even had Yeah Dear mm mm-hmm. And then you even had uh more more like angry songs or or maybe even humorous, I don't know where it falls, The Courtesy of the Red, White and Blue by Toby Keith. Right.
0: Right. Um,
1: so as far as I'm aware, I think country music is the only genre that even responded to 9-11 at all and decided to write songs about it.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And, and without getting too far off topic, I think that when big things happen in the world, country music is, is probably the only genre that will actually tackle what's going on in the world I mean you think about right now what I can think of one artist who has written a song about COVID and that's Luke Combs Um, so it's it's something that a lot of times people don't touch Um, and so you know it it means a lot I think to, to country music fans when those artists do go deep into those tragedies and talk about what everybody's feeling. Um and where were you when the world stopped turning? It was I, I mean, I was young when 9/11 happened and and even listening to that song. I remember loving that song when it first came out. Um but as I've gotten older and understood more and more um and especially when when COVID first hit, um even though the song in a lot of ways, does not relate to COVID at all, but it just it just talks about, you know, overnight, the world kind of became a scary place when 9-11 happened, and I think that there were a lot of those um, same feelings that were mirrored when COVID hit, um, so I remember probably I don't know, a month after COVID started going out to the store. And I remember it being kind of one of the first times that, you know, we were told that we had to wear a mask every time we went out. And so it was like the first time I went to Walmart uh, after COVID. And I remember it being so serious and everybody being so frantic and nobody really talking to each other. And just, it just felt like it was the apocalypse. And I remember getting in my car and um, I had my phone on shuffle and where were you in the world stopped turning and started playing. And I just sat there and cried because it was just so relatable even to that um, and just talking about, you know, the when things change, we all kind of feel scared. And so knowing that, everybody else was feeling that same way even though we were all kind of depressed at that time and all struggling and all scared of what was going to happen we were feeling that together and um you know alan jackson just does an incredible job of dealing with that and 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 dealing with how everyone could have dealt with it i mean he mentions you know did you go to church and hold hands with some stranger? Did you go out and buy you a gun? Did you turn off that violent movie you are watching and turn on I Love Lucy reruns, um, which is, you know, exactly some of the scenarios that people are in after a big tragedy like that.
1: And I think you bring up an interesting point too, that a lot of times when you're writing a song especially if you're intending it for it, for it to be a radio hit, you want mm-hmm. it to be as least specific as possible. That way right. Anybody can listen to it at any time. Right. Because if you write a song about nine 11, or if you write a song about COVID, then it's dated, you know? Right. But to me, I think it, it, I can see that, that fear when writing a song, because, you know, 10 years from now, hopefully COVID will be over and, Mm -hmm. you know, being six feet apart, like that Luke Combs song is going to be something Mm -hmm. that we don't ever have to deal with. So that song is going to not make sense. But but at one time, you know, on one side of the spectrum, it is timely right now. And we need things like that. And right. on the other end, like you were saying, even like that Alan Jackson song, Where Were You, it it doesn't necessarily have to be you sitting in your car thinking about 9-11. There's greater themes of oh yeah, you know, like human loneliness <laughs> and human fear. Um so I, I think mm-hmm. that there is something special about having a song that is unique to the time that people are living in right now.
0: Right. Right. And, and one thing I think that that made that song so relatable is it comes from such a point of humility. Um, I mean, he says, you know, I'm, I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. Um, and kind of the thesis of the song or the closing of the song is, um, um, I, man, no, I'm not going to remember, um, talks about, I, you know, I know Jesus and I talk to God. Um, and I remember this from when I was young, faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us. And the greatest is love. Um, so it's just kind of, it's just an incredible song. I I definitely think it's Alan Jackson's best song that he's ever done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll briefly bring up uh, have you forgotten that's kind of a an interesting response to because he's actually talking to people that disagree with him politically uh, which is very interesting and it actually has a lot of the same vibes as the old song um, the Fightin side of me that's um, just kind of like if you disagree with me or you disagree with our fighting men fighting then you know, I'm I'm frustrated about that.
1: Yeah, that that is also. I, I feel like that song is a little bit more dated, quote unquote, than "Where Were You,"
0: because. Oh, see, I completely disagree. Oh, really? Wait, you're talking about have you forgotten? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the uh, walking on in the fight inside of me. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, like <laughs> gotcha. have you forgotten?
1: is a song that I would not go back to because right. it is, right. it is very specific to right, right now. This is what's happening. Here's my opinion. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, the chorus is have you forgotten when those towers fell and, you know, have you forgotten the Pentagon? Um, and it's one of those things where anybody younger than our generation has pretty much forgotten or they just... or at least, We were even us. We were young enough to, not even remember what that felt like because I don't think we fully understood it at the time.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I remember it slightly, but right. uh, I mean, I just remember being confused. They parents had to come get me from school that day, right? But, um, I think on the on the same kind of same kind of playing field of writing songs that are specific to an event. Um, mm-hmm. The, the Las Vegas country music festival shooting that happened. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple artists who came out with, with songs trying to deal with those emotions. Um, first, you know, that really viral video of Eric church at the grand old Opry <laughs> singing. Why not me?
0: Mm. That's an incredible song.
1: That might be the best song Eric Church has ever written. Right. It. Well, go ahead. It just gives me chills. It's so honest. I think the chorus of him saying, you know, God, I trust you, but why do you let bad things happen to good people? And I just have to sit here and watch. Right. It's just, it's a very vulnerable song. And it's one that even though it's about a specific event, I feel like for generations, anyone can relate to the feeling of just hopelessness. And where do we go from here?
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think that um, something that I think that you know about me, because we've talked about music enough, but I'm not sure our listeners know about me, is that I'm not a big fan of mainstream country music. (laughs) And what I mean by that is when Eric church first started coming out with hits, I mean, I'm talking two, three, four years, I was not an Eric church fan. And the reason for that is because the ones that become most popular, the ones that they play most on the radio are the ones that are the most generic because, like you said, if they're not specific, people relate to them more. And then, you know, they're, they're good background music. They're, you know, tap your foot along with the music. And so at the time, it was like Smoke a Little Smoke and uh, um, I Love Your Love the most. And, you know, songs like that that came on the radio. And I just felt like, eh, he's just, he's just generic. He's just, you know, mainstream. And it wasn't until I bought my first Eric Church album, album and I heard those I've loved um, that I really felt like, okay, this guy's a good artist. And I think the reason for that is I I don't listen to music to, and, and maybe I'm weird in this way, you guys can let me know, but I I don't listen to music just to have background noise or just to tap my foot along with the beat. Um, You know, do I have songs that I like that are not deep emotional songs? Sure. But the things that really make me respect an artist and the songs that I keep going back to and the songs that I try to write are those that are deep emotional. I want to feel what you're feeling as an artist kind of songs. Um, and, and Eric Church is is phenomenal at doing that but those songs are not usually the ones that make it to the top ten <laughs> hmm.
1: it's I, well I mean that's it's a different conversation for another time but um, I do feel like there is a balancing act too between putting out big hits and then also putting out emotional connectivity oh songs. for sure
0: For sure. But and go
1: ahead. No, you're fine.
0: So first of all, let me say this. When I drink 300 milligrams of caffeine, I'm much more talkative. So so I feel like I keep interrupting you and I apologize. No, you're good. Um, But yeah, Brad Paisley is a great example of that. He has a lot of humorous songs, a lot of mainstream songs, but his albums are full of emotional songs um, as well. And one that I was going to mention by him is, uh, one of those lives, um, which is one where he talks about just having a rough day and being ticked and feeling like everything's going wrong, uh, for him. And just, you know, so mad about how the day is going. And he gets a call from his wife and, um, they have some friends and he said that, you know, their, their friends have a little boy and they just found out that the cancer's back. And, uh, he said that that just stops him in his tracks and he just thinks about what they're going through versus the bad day that he's having. And he said, yeah, it's been one of those days for me, but for him, it's been one of those lives, which is just an incredible, incredibly humbling line. Yeah,
1: that that's one of those songs that, that will kind of put you in your place and make you think, you know, right. I have so much to be thankful for, and yet mm-hmm. all I do is complain about my, my life and my days. Um, right. I, I'll go out of my way to find the bad things that happened today and ignore all the blessings that I have.
0: Right, um, right.
1: Yeah, Brad Paisley is a good example of somebody who's just all over the spectrum, and I think in a good way. I think he he accomplishes every emotion he goes for in music. Um, You know, Whiskey Lullaby is obviously one of the most beautiful songs ever written, as far as melody goes. It's just very haunting sounding. Um, But, I mean, uh, as far as I know, I don't know too many songs about suicide. Um, Mm -hmm. so I definitely think that's a tough issue and that's another song, you know, dealing with dealing with heartbreak and, you know, I I feel like divorce, it could be generic breakup, but I feel like it's Mm -hmm. a little bit more specific than that. And then of course, alcoholism and, and then suicide. Um, the, right. Those are all some pretty heavy themes that ah. I definitely feel like you're not going to hear a ah. lot of huge radio number one hits being saying about alcoholism, divorce, and suicide.
0: Right. But right. somehow yeah, in country true. music,
1: it's one of the most endearing songs and one of the most popular songs the format's ever had.
0: hmm Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about suicide and just tragedy as far as like an individual story rather than just things that are happening in the world Um, and one that comes to mind for me is um, well first of all the little girl um, is it John Michael Montgomery Montgomery yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one is one that deals with child abuse and um, domestic abuse in the home and it's about this follows this little girl whose, whose parents are abusive and the dad's an alcoholic and mom is on drugs and the dad ends up shooting the mom and then committing suicide. And it's pretty incredible too, that we can have, like I said, country music has no borders in a lot of ways. And that song is the entire song is about the girl finding Jesus, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, But it just talks about her hiding behind the couch when her parents died. And, um, in the very beginning, it says, you know, they never went to church. They never, um, you know, talked about God or read the word or anything like that. Well, the girl goes into a foster home and the foster home takes him, takes her to church. And she sees a picture of Jesus on the cross. And, um, she says, I, you know, I know him. He was, he was there the night my parents died. He He kept me safe when I was hiding behind the couch, um, and it's just an, an, an incredible song, such a um, just heart wrenching issue to listen to what this little girl went through. Um, and, you know, as a, I'm getting emotional just talking about it as a foster parent and knowing what so many kids in the world are, are going through. Um, and the things that these kids have seen, um, it's just, uh, it'll break your heart. And, um, So dealing with things like that and talking about the things that they've been through and the homes that they need um, is something that I think is really important and really cool that we can do through country music. Um, One of the best songs that I've ever heard dealing with child abuse is Alyssa Lies. Um, If you haven't listened to that one, it's by John Michael Carroll, uh, John Michael Montgomery. There's too many John Michaels. Um, But Alyssa Lies talks about um, you know, it's from the standpoint of a dad whose, whose daughter goes to the school and she has a good friend uh, named Alyssa and the the girl comes home and, and says, you know, I made a new friend on the playground today and her name's Alyssa. And, um, he says, you know, Alyssa lies to the teacher. She lies every day at school, um, to cover every bruise. And, um, he talks, gosh, I can't even talk about this topic without getting emotional. Um, he talks about, you know, struggling with what to do and not being able to sleep at night, knowing, you know, what this little girl is going through and that his daughter is is seeing this and not knowing what to do. And he finally decides that he, um, he needs to tell the school. And the next day he goes in to tell the school about it. And um, he finds out at the school that, um, that the girl has, has died, um, of, of child abuse. And he says, there's, you know, she lies, she doesn't lie to the teacher. She doesn't lie anymore at school. She lies with Jesus because there's nothing that anyone would do. Um, and I think that that happens much too often. And I think that a lot of times people are afraid to say anything or do anything or report anything And, um, you know, these, these kids are, are really getting hurt and, and there needs to be people talking about that. And actually, if you watch the music video for that song and just the the whole idea of the song is about raising awareness and that, you know, if, if you see child abuse, you need to report it. Um, but it's just, it's one of those issues that you think that there is no, uh, there's no reason to come out with a song like that as far as for money or for your career or anything like that. It is just for, this is what's on my heart. This is an important issue in the world and we need to talk about it. Um, So it's, it's pretty incredible that we can do that in country music.
1: Mm -hmm. And to be able to, to, you know, talk about such a, a hard subject is something that, you know, I think that as country music fans, we should be thankful that, we have a format that is inviting to songs like that that really do you know pull pull at the heartstrings and touch on very sensitive important issues that, right. that need addressing and it's not like if you it's not like if you ignore these issues and give people an escape that the issues go away Um, So obviously music is used as an escape. It's used as something to, you know, forget about the world sometimes and just have fun. But other times, like you were saying with that music video, it it can be a great, a great advocacy tool to get a message out to people and make them aware of a problem or, or even sympathetic. So,
0: right. Yeah, it's so true.
1: I'm I'm definitely thankful that that you know country music is able to to be genuine and to be honest and talk about the really tough things.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, um I think that's a good point a good place to leave it off. There were a couple songs that um, you know, just wanted to mention real quick, like with the Las Vegas shooting, I also think of, uh, watch it burn, watch you burn by Chris Stapleton mm. taking a more yeah. like angry approach. I even think the Chris Jansen song, take a drunk girl home. Uh, yeah.
0: I was going to mention that one too. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, you know, just, especially in this era of, you know, people coming forward, the me too movement and such, um, I feel like that song was a risk too i'm not it, it could have gone either way to where people may not have resonated with what he was trying to convey but right um i you know I, I think he did a good job and i think that is a good song of right you know saying just take care of people don't don't take advantage of people in bad situations
0: right um, right yeah some some honorable mentions that i'll say real quick because i know we are on time but um Branded Man by Merle Haggard is about him being a felon and about how it was so hard for him to get a job because he felt like he was branded with, you know, a felony. Um, so that's definitely one you should check out. Sounds Like Life to Me by Daryl Worley uh, is a really good one about just having to deal with the stressful things in life. The Good Stuff by Kenny Chesney is a really popular one that talks about, you know, alcohol not being the answer, but uh, even in those difficult times realizing that family is family and that you need to enjoy those moments with them. Um, and then I've had my moments. I think that that's by remedy drive. Um, but I've had my moments deals with suicide and about how there's um, so much difficulty in life and um, you know, how how suicide is not the answer and things will get better. Um, so those are definitely something you should check out.
1: Mm, I, I cannot believe that we went this whole time, and I didn't even talk about the song that I think deals with the biggest tragedy i know I know What's we're trying that? to wrap it up, but that Johnny Cash song, where there's a little boy named Sue, I cannot believe <laughs> that he had to go through his whole life embarrassed like that, man, yeah, I mean what a what a tragedy <laughs>
0: that's a rough one. It's, it's, that's a tough life right there. (laughs) He says, uh, girls, well, what is it? A girl would giggle and I'd turn red and a guy would laugh and I'd bust his head. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well,
1: I'll get, I'll let you get back to your 300 milligram caffeine drink over there.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm awake now for sure, man. (laughs) Oh, well thank you guys for joining us. Uh we're glad that we're able to to do this, to talk about things like this. We're so glad that we have country music to give us this uh you know, forum to be able to to have songs like this that deal with tough issues and um thank you guys for listening and uh, y'all come back now you hear.